0: time to talk in a funny accent, go to jail, fight Post Malone, be a cop, be a fighter, be a truck driver, have a gross bathroom sex, and be all in all a ridiculous human being. Because on this episode of Geeked Up Presents Netflix and Chat, we want Spencer Confidential. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the hawk to my Spencer, Liam Whelan.
1: yeah, yeah. Yo, yo. How you doing that kid? What's going on today?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, get pretty good. Thanks for tuning in, you pickle sniffers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. I mean, some uh, homophobia a is
1: uh, a Boston uh, accent staple, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not what we think. It's uh, just what those goons from Boston <laughs> yeah. think. Yeah. So. Don't blame it. Don't kill the messenger here, folks. That's. Uh,
0: thanks for tuning in, of course. Obviously, we're still on quarantine, so I'm calling in. Aline is actually in the studio.
1: Yes, we're trying and to recreate the uh, uh Wildbug post Malone scene from. Uh, <laughs> where's Devin? We're making Devin go through wife? jailhouse glass for this episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for sure. And I guess it would also be worth pointing out to you that on this episode, we are quarantined, or else we would probably definitely have Ron the Way to
2: for
1: this one. Yeah, and Ron doesn't know how to use Zoom. Oh, I'm not technical yeah. I'm not tech savvy. <laughs> as he says when you try to ask him No, I'm, I'm swarming, <laughs> I'm not tech savvy. So so downloading yeah, Zoom was a big uh, was a big leap.
0: Yeah, it would be five hours of explaining to him how to do this. But uh <laughs> I'm still calling in if you want to hear why. Obviously there's uh corona going on, but we've been covering it also in geeked up uh, fashion on our live Coronaville episodes.
1: Yep. yep. Uh, three of those. Uh, In addition to the Corona news uh, as well, of course, we also give you uh, all the big goings-on of the geek world. So, I mean, uh, yesterday we discussed the plot against America, Better Call Saul, some recent webcasts. All your geek news has gone on over the last couple episodes uh, in Geeked Up Life in Coronaville as well. That's right.
0: Geek news, geek life must go on. (laughs) And then... Like I said, we've still been doing our Netflix and chats like we're doing for you right now. Uh, During this quarantine, you know, what better time to sit back and watch a bunch of shitty Netflix movies. Although we started this whole thing off with the hype of uh, old Tiger King.
1: Yes, the uh, sensation that was Tiger King. I guess that uh, still is, in a lot of ways, Tiger King.
0: And then we also had to do the marriage story, which was long postponed. Not post Malone,
2: but postponed. (laughs) Yeah, our, uh, as well uh, as Sensation
1: sure. in its own craze, in its own sense, I guess, as an uh, Oscar smash for Netflix. So we, uh, we we covered that one as well. So a couple of heavy hitters, I guess, in our last two. For sure. And then
0: something else we've been doing is we've been doing our Friday Geek Cup Zoom Room parties where we're talking... All of our geek stuff, closer looks, and interactive uh, just parties for you guys all to join and talk with us, talk about some of these movies if you want us to watch, movies we've watched, and just other topics of geek nonsense that we uh you know we've been doing it two weeks now. We really enjoy seeing everybody out there joining in
1: Yes, we've been having a lot of fun with our uh, interactive hangs and our uh, Friday night Zoom rooms. As it's definitely become a very popular, you know, social distancing uh, fun activity. So uh, come join us every Friday night. Check out our Facebook page. We put the uh, meeting ID number out there, and then you come and hang with the Geeked Up Boys. And if you don't, for whatever reason, follow us on Facebook. You can always email us in for the
0: code or other just Geeked Up chit chat at the Geeked Up Podcast at Gmail dot com.
1: Yes, yes, that's The Geeked Up Podcast. you got to put that the in there. At Gmail, oh, yeah. of course. Which, which... Of course, at Gmail. Gmail. That's his email. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> but I guess that'll bring us to uh, this episode here. Uh, of course, you can tell by I've, uh, I've already kind of doing some silly voices there, kid.
1: We've already both done uh, our Boston accent.
0: <laughs> we watched Spencer Confidential. And, uh... <laughs> This one obviously takes place in Boston, so and, uh, and by of, obvious uh, we
1: mean because Mark Wahlberg's starring in it, so uh <laughs> yes yeah. that that took care of that that took care of that plot line pretty quickly. Where should we set this thing?
0: <laughs> How About Boston,
1: <laughs> well, but good it joins idea. Joins the
0: ranks of many many other Boston funny voiced movies.
1: Yes, which is uh, definitely kind of like. You know, and uh, uh, has become like a whole sub-genre of hilarious, at least hilarious accent movies here on the Geeked Up podcast. But really just interestingly enough, like a whole genre, I guess because of like a couple of pro- like prominent assholes that make sure that you know that they're from Quincy or whatever. But uh, we have the Wild Bag and then the whole Damon Affleck mafia. But they've really like, mm-hmm. you know, between them have just created this like genre of Bastin movies
0: it's very true yeah absolutely
1: where it's just like you know even just in terms of uh other cities boston's like not the most famous city but like right off the bat you can just rattle off i mean of course you get the Padded, which is like the, the 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 foremost boston movie but yeah
0: it was kind of like the gangsta boston movies uh the one that the first boston movie i remember though would be uh goodwill hunting i think is the first one that really like
1: Okay, and yes. You really
0: heard that silly voice, how you like them apples.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. And that's definitely what, of course, got the whole Damon Affleck thing going as well. Mm-hmm. Really put them on for the sure. map. They started doing the funny voices. And it was, sure, I guess Williams it does make sense. That, I'm sorry, what were you saying?
0: That even Robin Williams is putting on that silly accent okay, in the movie. For sure. Robin my Williams- wife batted.
1: Plays another, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I guess it like you know does. Uh, it's a good rags to riches setting, just because it is like the preppy college kids, and I'm just the kid from Southie without much privilege. So it's like it's it's all it's all right there for you in the city. So a lot of you know a, a, an easy plot line there, and then of course Damon and Aflac really just uh, capitalized on that, and then it, it all came together. I should have said in the Departed, where Wahlberg joined in.
0: Yeah, the Walberg gaming crossover you've always been
1: wanting. But then there's uh, uh as well, I guess, a lot of different uh like Boston sports comedies, you know? Where of, of course, course uh uh the most recent one was Fever Pitch with Fallon and Barrymore. Or no, was it was, yeah. was it Barrymore?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Fallon and Barrymore. He was the big uh Big Red Sox
1: fan. Yeah. Which was, like, crazily like enough, and... like, filmed on location with the Red Sox winning the World Series. That's true. And I always thought they just kind of put that in there
0: afterwards. Move.
1: Yeah, no, they, like, literally, like, fucking, they had, like, a alternate ending pl- planned if they lost and everything like that. And literally got the rights to have, like, Fallon run onto the field of Fenway during, I don't think it was the 04, I think it might have been, like, the second Red Sox World Series but just an amazing, you know, like production accomplishment. Anyway. Yeah. Good and then, of job. course, before there was Fever Pitch, there was the OG Boston sports uh, comedy, and another real Boston sports, uh, Boston movie staple, but Celtic Pride. Wait, oh, yeah. of course, uh, Dan Aykroyd. exactly. Dan Aykroyd and uh, 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 Randy Quaid. Is it? I was I, I always get those two confused. No, it's Daniel Stern or Daniel Stern That's rather. Yes, I always fucking get that guy's name wrong. But uh, uh, Aykroyd and Daniel Stern kidnap Damon Wayans. <laughs> yeah, it's right. It's In right. one of the great jerseys, by the way, one of the great like geek uh, sports crossover jerseys. That I've always dreamed of getting, but is the uh, uh, Utah Jazz uh, uh, Scott jersey, which is uh, Damon Wayne's obviously name in the movie, but great. Next to the Wild Thing Indians jersey, best leg like, geek crossover <laughs> fake jersey you can get is the Jazz Scott jersey, number two. <laughs> it's got to be out there. Yeah, and you know, I'm sure. I'm sure some, uh, some hilarious jazz fan has that one, but... Uh, I guess, and as well, like, either if you're a jazz fan, either the option is getting, like, Carl Malone or the hilarious Damon Wayne's like, uh, a parody version, but got to go
0: Damon Wayans <laughs> in this
1: one. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I guess as other Boston thing I would think of, again, like, really capitalizing, well, I guess not
1: really so much on the voices
0: because there's new more uh, Irish accents in it, but the whole thing set in Boston is like the Boondock Saint.
1: Of course. Uh, yeah, that's really I guess in a lot of ways like the original Boston Gangster movie and you're right that is like the ang- uh, the Irish gangsters in Boston, but that was definitely mm-hmm. and that was like a cult classic. Kind of in the yeah, 90s definitely... as well where it was like a VHS like like a, a early DVD, you know, classic, but not not much mainstream success in the 90s, but like a you know, like I said, cult classic. Yeah, for sure.
0: And then there's other gangster ones like that, You would, I would say uh, Gone Baby Gone is the Affleck-directed one, and then The Town, they kind of both keep in the same drawer. Uh,
1: okay, for sure. I'm even going to throw Manchester Boy the Sea there, just because it's the whole Affleck yeah. <laughs> family. But uh, yeah, definitely, The Town is definitely a great, like a very Boston-immersed whole crime tale. Gone Baby Gone, I honestly never saw, I don't think, so I'm not even sure. That's a crime, a crime tale? Yeah, it's more of a mystery, kind of like Spencer Confidential*. Okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real whodunit. Like another great uh, uh, Boston one, though *Mystic River*. Another. Oh, that's
0: a great movie. Great
1: movie takes place kind of like in the eerie, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, whole setting. But I mean, just right off the bat, though, we listed off like fucking like fifteen. Boston movies, outside of, like, Mm -hmm. New York and L.A., name any other cities that have, like, like Chicago, you know, we got Ferris Bueller, like, give me another one, you know what I mean? There's, like, very (laughs) little, you know, Chicago, I guess, there's a couple of, like, famous, like, Home Alone and the Griswolds are, like, famously Mm -hmm. from Chicago, but there's isn't a lot of movies, like, where they're fucking going into the Sears Tower or anything, outside of Tommy Boy, of course, (laughs) but...
0: No, I think one of the Transformer movies, The Big Battle, was in Chicago.
1: Okay, all right. It's about all I got. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean,
0: like, do you, like, Boston, too, like, New York. I mean, there's plenty set in New York. But, like, even L.A., I can think of, like, Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess a lot of the Tarantino movies really give you, like, the L.A. feel. Chinatown for Nicholson's a great, like... LA sure, sure. you know movie like LA they, there's definitely enough uh, stuff out there there's also
0: like certain directors and writers who like set all of their shit in like certain cities like m 9 Shuttle Mobile and
2: the guy okay. who makes
0: all like the twist movies all those are set in Philly okay you know great I mean? call Great call. Uh, you know, like Stephen King. A
1: lot of most of his stories are all set in like the Maine area, the New England area. I'm gonna throw a huge, uh, a regional fave at you, but kind of kind of off uh, offbeat, much like his films. But John Waters and Baltimore, which is a very like weird region to you know, like it's got all the the Baltimore accents and all that kind of stuff, and like local you know Chesapeake references. And all of those total <laughs> <very> weird. True. <laughs> but that's like a I was very say, like, uh, David Maryland Simon immersed. Had all the I'm sorry, what was that?
0: Stuff. David Simon had all the Baltimore stuff.
1: Okay, yes.
0: Yeah, like The Wire, the street, homicide, like Baltimore homicide.
1: Yeah, I think he actually wrote for the Baltimore newspaper for a long time, right? Isn't that how he. Yeah, he was a
0: reporter.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he's definitely a a a a guy. And then I guess other like you know like the uh, um, Bad Boys franchise is like famously set in Miami. You know, Scarface is another Miami one. So there are other like you know like you said things. Miami Vice, of course. TV shows is another a, a whole different world because there's a lot of you know TV shows. I think a little bit more. Especially sitcoms, anyway, which for me is like 90% of my TV watching is (laughs) bad 90s sitcoms. But uh, those all have like very strong regional ties, you know. Part of the situation. (laughs) Part of the situation of the comedy. But, uh, you know. So there are other regional faves, but Boston really uh, coming out hot, you know.
0: Coming out hot, and I'll
1: tell you one more thing
0: that uh, is a big Boston movie, TV movie series thing. And I guess it'll even kind of bring me into the uh, IMDb description of Spencer Confidential. Spencer, Spencer Confidential, back well, big. Let's not forget the 1985 to 87 series Spencer for Hire. 65 episodes, three seasons based on the original character, Spencer, was there was a TV show in, set in Boston called Spencer oh, I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Me neither. Oh, um, well, wow.
1: what that, years did you say was it, was now, it was? From the 80s, 85 to
0: 87? 85 to 88. They 85 to 88? Seasons, oh, very interesting. 55 65 episodes. Oh, it gets crazier, dude. Uh, Robert Urich plays Spencer. Avery Brooks plays Hawk, right? And okay. And then... And then, get ready, from that TV series, they also made one, two, three, four TV movies. Spencer Ceremony, Spencer Pale Kings and Princes, Spencer the Judas Goat, and Spencer a Savage Clay. Wow. And then, they, in
1: 99... These are TV 40, movies, you said? These are TV movies. Post, okay, in wow, so late 80s, early 90s TV movies yeah it was a three series
0: it was a three series three season series and then they made four tv movies after the series
2: wow and
0: then four years later in 99 they make spencer's small vices with joe mantegna playing spencer
1: joe mantegna <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: wow I and a far cry from walberg and they make two uh, Spencer movies.
2: Now, I guess it wow. goes. I should
0: be saying too that I also learned that these the movie this is also based off of kind of new thing. Not a big reader. This whole there's a whole Spencer series of books.
1: Okay, interesting. Wow, this Which is really I, blowing my mind though. That this is such like an <laughs> epic franchise of this fucking shit this movie. Huh? There's been a little research on the film.
0: I uh, then this all this turned up, and I was like, "What?" fucking
1: happening right now <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> well done. Like, wow. i forgot to i forgot to do any research after i watched this thing <laughs> my mind was fucking blank and i uh next thing you know i showed up here for the podcast I, I walked into the hallway in front of my bathroom for <laughs> yeah. the podcast and wow but this There's is really whole, honestly uh, though that honestly puts a lot of things in this movie into perspective as well i up talking about it throughout the movie but very interesting to know especially of that time where it's like in the late 80s early 90s there's of course some really really bad TV shows and bad you know mm-hmm. like really like hilariously bad production and bad shit that, that's going on but for it to be repeatedly you know uh, for it to be you know repeatedly made on TV so many times like there was only so many channels back then you know what I mean and like only so much shit yeah, got yeah. on TV so it's like if, if somebody kept on giving it a chance for, like, uh, four seasons and five movies or whatever? Like, it's it had some uh, major wheels behind it in a lot of reg- uh, regards. I'm sure, terrible product, but
0: very interesting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We might have uh, a lot of dads listening to this episode. Oh, fuck yeah, they're doing Spencer Confidential. I love it, that shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. I might have to fucking YouTube to this, it. honestly.
0: Yeah, that's something I haven't
1: done. Because we'll talk but, about uh, it later, but I felt like it had a. I mean, it, it has uh, undoubtedly like an '80s buddy cop kind of vibe going on. You know what I mean? Like that's definitely like what they're oh, for sure. like. we very we we've already done in past shows like a buddy cop breakdowns, but we very easily could have instead of the Boston fucking thing we just did, very easily could have given you a buddy cop uh, rundown. You know? <laughs> yeah. Not to it break down no the fourth doubt. wall here, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
0: But uh, all right, so we watched Spencer Confidential. It came out. This is a recent one, uh, 2020, uh, March On 6. the rated. I'll let you guess. What do you think this one's rated?
1: I happened to actually had this one blown for me by the uh, opening scene where they gave it the ah. Uh, so I otherwise, about. I definitely would have guessed TVMA. This had bad Netflix TVMA written all over it. However,
0: yeah, so I was shocked to see it too, that it I think they just hour. needed Ooh.
1: to be able to have uh, you. I, ju- I think they just wanted a Boston accent in the rating, so they're giving it an ah.
0: We're giving it an ah. <laughs> um It runs an hour and fifty-one minutes.
1: Yeah, it's uh,
0: classified as an action comedy crime
1: movie. Buddy Cop.
0: Uh, it's directed by Peter Berg, which is uh, this is the fourth time he's worked with Mark Wahlberg.
1: Yeah, this is like a, like a Wahlberg mafia kind of thing going on here.
0: Yeah, Peter Berg did like the Lone Survivor and uh, the Boston Marathon movie and the uh, oil spill movie and now this, all with Mark Wahlberg. Okay, I see. Uh, the plot of this is when two Boston police officers are murdered, ex cop Spencer teams up with his no-nonsense roommate, Hawk, to take down criminals.
2: <laughs> yep and uh yeah i mean
0: uh, and that's pretty much our review too yeah uh and i guess um throw it out there but you guess one more time like we always do what do you think the rotten tomatoes familiar story of this one is
1: i mean uh without giving away too much of my feelings on the movie but <laughs> i'm gonna go i would have to get uh I'll give it in the '60s, maybe. I'll be nice to Walberg and give Walberg a little okay, respect. What
0: well, you saying? Audience '60s or critic '60s?
1: Oh no, I'm I, 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 I'm 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 a man of the people here. I don't try to I don't try okay. to gauge what the critics are going with. But I'll say the peeps gave it. I'll give them a 65. Okay.
0: Well, the the critics gave it 38 percent. Okay. 38 percent run by the critics. Uh, you got it in with nine for the uh, the audience. 60 uh 56
1: percent the audience. Fifty-six. Okay. Wow. 56. All right. You said sixty-five. I mean, I'm better. I'm happier that it went fifty-six than seventy-four. If I was off my nine, I'll tell you that much. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, all right. I mean, hey, that's that's probably uh, it's probably a good a good uh, good job by the peeps.
0: Uh, let's give you a quick uh, cast breakdown. You got Mark Wahlberg, uh, Spencer, Winston Duke as Hawk, Alan Arkin somehow as Henry. <laughs> um, another funny one in here. Eliza Schlesinger is Sissy Davis. Um, I guess two more, three more. Brokeem Woodbine is Driscoll, is his old partner. Mark Marin for some reason, is Wayne Cosgrove, the reporter. <laughs> Did a great and job. Then Post Malone, of course, coming in the very bottom
1: of the call sheet is Squeeb post malone as an aryan nation member did i get that right what, was, what the hell <laughs> yeah. happened to what was that
0: like <laughs> dude, you've got a lot of tattoos none of them are swastikas <laughs>
1: yeah you're awfully black to be in the uh aryan brotherhood right now <laughs> <laughs> aren't you <laughs>
0: well i think that's actually uh i think that guy is as white as we are dude i think that's the real gauge situation we got going on there
1: okay i thought he was like jason kidd Is he just fucking like Devin Barnes with a lot of tattoos? Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. Okay, wow. All right, wow. I always thought that he was stuff to tell sometimes. And again, don't kill the messenger. This is all the uh, racist assholes in Boston talking, all right? (laughs) I've got nothing to do with my opinion. Also
0: based off of a 1980s TV show, The Malones. Um, So, yeah, and I guess we heard IMDb's official plot breakdown of this. But uh, I guess kind of just get right in the movie then, fuck uh, uh, Opening scene: Boston
1: police car. All right, we're on, we're off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess we Keep can start sure the breakdown. I've already seen a Boston cop car, so. I honestly was holding out, like, a slim uh, a slim sliver of hope because I really didn't do much looking into it. I just knew we, we picked the hot Netflix movie, Mike Wahlberg Smash, so uh, I didn't really look too much into it. I had a slim uh, sliver of hope that it wasn't going to be a boss and cop movie. First scene of the movie, boss cop car. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. I really... And, uh, yeah, it kind of just gets there.
0: He's going to this guy's house. I think it's his captain and you know you don't know, really know why yet, but he pulls his captain out of the front door, beats him up, then you hear in like the uh, in the background him saying I'm guilty to all the charges against him, opens up five years later and it's his last day in jail. You know, he's pretty calm cool. collected. He's reading books about uh Arizona cactuses. <laughs> well,
1: I'm gonna move to Arizona and <laughs> become a truck driver. I'm done with the life of crime, all right. I'm gonna be a good boss and uh, kid now. I'm- I'm home in Arizona.
0: And, of course, uh, Post Malone comes over to wish him goodbye, happy last day. But when you have that many tattoos
1: on your face, it's not going to be easy. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be (laughs) well-wishings from a character uh
0: Yeah. classic bad guy giving away too much plot. He's like, you know, somebody out there put a hit on you. This information might not seem like much now, but remember (laughs) it for later in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So no doubt uh, Mark Wahlberg beats up Post Malone and the Aryan Nation gang.
1: Yeah. So yeah. literally five minutes into this movie, he's beaten up the captain and six inmates. all right? No joke. <laughs> We're five okay, minutes in. The, Wahlberg has kicked seven asses.
0: And I guess it's worth pointing out in this one too that Mike Wahlberg's doing his silly, like Andy Samberg version of his voice too. Where <laughs> yeah. It's, he's it's doing. Like, sometimes when Mike Wahlberg tries to like act funny and like not tough. And, like, that's what, kind of what this character's supposed to be, like, this corky, you know, goofy role, what do I get myself into? But he's doing the Andy Samberg, like, hey, chicken, how are you?
1: Yes. He is turned into a parody of himself. That's another good call that we should that we should immediately uh, jump into in this movie. But he's basically doing, if you want to say the Andy Samberg, I call it the Barnes, but he's basically doing, like, a uh, an impression of Mark Wahlberg in this movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, it, 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 and it is it's just interesting a... where
1: it would be just like I I kind of gotta know more I guess about uh, this whole Spencer Confidential that it's based off of because this movie kind of does toe the interesting line of is it supposed to be cheesy buddy cop? Uh, a la, what was like the Kevin Smith movie with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan where it was like a, a kind of you know it was like an eighties buddy cop. <laughs> <laughs> cop out, yes. Was it an '80s buddy cop remake? That's kind of what they were going for here. You have to feel, but it was like you know, not. No, I believe the the old Spencer
0: TV series and books. I think they're supposed to be like murder mystery, who done it kind of things.
1: Okay, so it's not like a star and Hutch '80s an kind of show. Series. So yeah, no.
0: I mean, I think they're partners, but I don't think it's like buddy partners like this. I okay, actually,
1: and it's right. not like an action adventure show. Like it's not like a, a half, like a cheesy no, action adventure show.
0: No, it's like cop PI.
1: Okay, interesting. Because it that definitely. Is, I'm just
0: guessing. I'm guessing that's what, it's what it looks like from what I've
1: seen. Okay, interesting. Because just but based on the movie, it would you would imagine that it's that classic 80s, you know, a uh, buddy cop movie, a uh, uh, TV Brady show, and Murtaugh, kind of a yeah exactly which would then this movie would make a lot more sense because this movie doesn't know whether it's like a serious like action uh, adventure or total buddy cop comedy you know it really is just like stuck mm. in this uh a purgatory of of purgatory of film where
0: well i think we'll find out that uh this movie doesn't know what it wants to be <laughs> i think uh even in the uh, trivia section of IMDb it says very loosely based on characters from Robert
1: Parker's Spexer series of mystery novels. Okay, I see. So definitely we we're, we're definitely veering away from the book, but uh, yeah, I guess I the TV show maybe still up for debate. But you're right, I guess that and on that note the TV show, you know, potentially would have more of like a serious because this movie's not serious, is what I'm trying to say. No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs>
1: so If they were trying to go for that, they failed. No, it's they were trying like to go for Buddy Cop. They didn't movie. really succeed, but... Yeah, it definitely has
0: more of a naked gun feel to it than it does like an uh, action mystery movie.
1: Yes, good call. Or even like a bad boys kind of thing. You know what I mean? hmm But... Mm-hmm so anyway guess- so five minutes in so basically and then i guess from there just to move along to the plot though literally the next scene uh a waba gets uh picked up at jail, and he has to bail because he doesn't want to see his ex-girlfriend because she's crazy kid i can't deal with that headache right now i just got to <laughs> check out and to call myself but and of course where do they go of cow- of course southie because is there any other fucking neighborhoods yeah. in this in the city do they have does every scene have, does every movie have to take place in stupid southie
0: Every tough guy in Boston from Southeast. He
1: should have been like, been high to all the other characters too.
0: They're like, hey there, fighter. Hey there, uh, goodwill hunting. Hey yeah. there, the town. Hey exactly. there,
1: gone, baby gone. They just drive down the block. It's like in like the, a Hollywood studio session. Just like. Yeah. yeah hilarious.
0: Hey well. guys, I'm out of jail. Yeah, we're all out of jail. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But then I don't even understand what happens here. So then he goes, and I never really explained him and his roommate. Like, is this a halfway house? Or I guess it's... Yeah, I don't
0: think it is, though. I think, like, that's his old... Okay, I think it's implied that Mark Wahlberg from The Jail Fight is a very good fighter.
2: Okay, And I think
0: Alan Arkin is supposed to be his old gym coach?
1: Yeah, his old, like, trainer, I guess. That kind of That's I guess what I is what you're like. Eventually, like forty-five, like fifty minutes in the movie, you're eventually so. Oh, I see. I guess he's a trainer. Uh, he's a he's a, a fighter in training, <laughs> and this is his uh uh, uh like ex gym and everything. Oh, I, I see this mm-hmm. uh, whole plot of the movie.
0: <laughs> but they're never you're right. They're never very clear about it, and they take a long time explaining, it. Even when he finds out, he has a roommate named Hawk. And it's just like, who are these people? Like, why do you have a roommate?
2: I know.
1: At that point, it had like a stepbrothers kind of vibe, especially with just like the over-the-top like mean mugging they were giving each other. And at the point, I was kind of intrigued because at this point, it still feels like comedy. And I'm just like, I'm thinking Ted at this point. You know what I mean? And I'm like, all right, this, instead of the teddy bear, he's got fucking the huge black guy from Us uh, for this movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they just don't like, you know, uh, 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 they zero establish what the hell is going on in that relationship, uh, like I said, until, it's like a scene got edited out that was supposed to explain all of that, you know, and then, you just kind of, uh, after like, uh, X number of that guy working out scenes, you're like, okay, I I can see what's happening here.
0: I guess we should say, too, that, uh, another hilarious plot point of this movie, because I think, this movie, just carries every stereotypical, like, action movie that you'll ever see, because, like, Right when he gets back to Alan Arkin's house too, it's worth pointing out that his ex-partner shows up. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Driscoll, who's playing by okay, the yes. Woodbine. Looks exactly like Dave Chappelle's turned into. <laughs> yeah,
1: he really does. <laughs> he's, got like he's got, like, the, the same uh... voice the same kind
0: of <laughs> like, what's up? And, like, if you would not told me Dave Chappelle was in this, yeah, no, he looks like the nutty
1: professor, like 15 years older.
0: <laughs> but my point being is, and kind of give you a Bradley Cooper spoiler alert in this one, but he goes over there to give him a donut, and this movie just holds up to every cheesy action movie stereotype that, like, the second he's like, Welcome back, ex partner. I was like, Oh, he's definitely gonna be the bad guy. <laughs> <I
2: know>.
0: but, <laughs> like there's no doubt in
1: the world. Anything I can I'm just he, happy you're moving away to Arizona if I can do anything to help. You know I'm always here for you, brother. Yeah, <laughs> I don't trust him.
0: Yeah, I don't trust him. He's chewing on the toothpick. Like these guys clearly the bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, no, definitely. There was a, like a lot involved. of like huge uh uh cop movie stereotypes that get crossed in this
2: movie.
0: Yeah, oh, they cross everything off in of this movie. But I guess they, uh, cuts to, uh, the cop that he got arrested for beating up, you have a whole scene with him meeting some other crooked fellas, and the old chief, he gets murdered by machetes by a bunch of guys.
1: Yeah, first and he then... gets, like, his car gets, gets crashed into in a parking lot, which is an aggressive hit, mm-hmm. you know? So what kind of fucking yeah, really. you fucking a uh, like a World War Two fucking uh, Japanese pilot? It's fucking these these guys have machetes. Let them take care of it. without fucking risking your
2: life yeah, in the right. home.
0: <laughs> But then they uh I guess the, they have to kill the chief. And then cut to another cop, uh, this lady finding her husband in the car in that same car with his head blown off. And yeah. You find out that uh, you know his ex-partner shows up. Questions about it. He's like, you know, Spencer. That was the guy you punched. Also, none of these other people are using Boston accent.
1: <laughs>
2: Worth
0: pointing out.
1: There was well, I don't want to say anybody because oh, the uh, yeah. the girlfriend <laughs> the girlfriend true. might put put forth one of the worst act, like acting performance uh, accent <laughs> yeah. performances in any movie. I should it say acting performances. I could have it. just uh, held it there, but. I guess we're about to be getting into her anyway.
0: But then, uh, yeah, so he gets accused of it. He's on the the list. They're looking at him. He just wants to move to Arizona to uh, become a truck driver. I think it cuts to him going to truck driving school at one point, (laughs) which I thought was interesting. To get his truck driving license, isn't that something you could probably do
1: in jail for five years? Like, isn't that probably one of the classes they teach? Honestly, dude, I actually was having the exact opposite thought. I thought that trucking, that major commercial uh, driver's licenses were something that you could not get if you were a convicted felon. I thought they didn't want, like, uh-huh. maniacs operating fucking 10,000-ton trucks. So I always thought that was a thing where, like, you know, that was a, uh, I, but, you know, I don't know. It seems like it That's probably so but it seems like that shouldn't be a class you could take in jail anyway in my book. I was
0: like, in five years, you spent all your time reading about the cactuses in Arizona. You should have been fucking taking your truck driving class.
1: <laughs> well, he spent his truck driving class uh, uh, making a, a a web diagram of how to solve the big case. <laughs> that was <laughs> yeah, just totally not paying attention in truck driving class. It's like, Jesus Christ, make sure you're loaded up on meth if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because <laughs> yeah, we're going to need you to learn out there ready. on the road
0: anything fucking down he's like figure out murder question mark question mark question mark yeah who did it circle that for later we'll yeah, come back definitely to that i want to circle this like, one that's <laughs> like, what are you doing <laughs> But then I guess then, yeah, then he goes to the gym, and cause the whole Alan Arkin uh, Hawks thing is making a little more sense. Yeah, because it is and Boston, so you the, have to uh, be
1: in a gym for a couple scenes.
0: Yeah, and that's when they give it over to the old loudspeaker that uh, heads up your girlfriend here. <laughs> and you know what? She's really not that bad. Like, her voice is annoying as all hell, but, like, he kind of seems like the dickhead, right? Like, why are you running away from her?
1: Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, if you're talking about, like, the actual character, <laughs> as long as you're not talking about her, her accent or fucking performance, then uh, if you say she's not no, that no. bad. But, no, like, in the relationship, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely she, like, showed up, literally showed up to greet him when he got out of jail for five years. And he's like, oh, my God, she's here. Run. Hey, duck. Duck and cover. Get out of here. <laughs> and then, like, just been giving her the, the runaround. Look, sweetheart, I don't want to see you. I don't want you to see me like that. It's like, you know. Yeah, uh, he's fucking marbles that one.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. She really like we were kind of talking about. Him. She goes for the accent so hard. She's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, Dude, "This is fucking ridiculous." It's like they <laughs> asked the director of like, "Should I do a Boston accent or no?" And he's like, "Do whatever you want.
2: I, I don't <laughs> yeah. care.
1: It's like some do scenes or characters. Like she was definitely comic relief. Like there's no way that that was a serious character. I ref- I refuse to believe. There was a, there's any world where that was a serious character. No, I
0: think Alan Arkin is meant to be the funny one. All I <laughs> eat is hot dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true, too. I mean, uh, but but there's no way that she – I mean, I guess they could both be comic relief. But, like, other – you know, like, she establishes a tone of this movie that does not get met with with every character. It's like a band playing in different key. You know what I mean? It's like there's just too many different uh, genres going on fucking halfway through this movie.
2: Mm-hmm. No,
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that really is I mean, even including, like, the foreshadowing To later when he was, like, at the truck driving school And he was like, ooh, what's that truck? What's old Black Beauty? Like, you're not ready for that truck yet <laughs> And it's like, now remember, audience He's going to truck
1: driving school Yeah, remember, audience He's learned truck. how to operate a semi-truck <laughs> Yeah, remember this whole D-plot of this movie Yeah, remember when he didn't pay attention in class? He has, uh, <laughs> he's learned how to do that now yeah, and I think
0: there's like a cut to one more scene too, where he's like, "That was a perfect reverse." Can I drive Black Beauty again? <laughs> oh, yeah,
2: you're oh, right.
1: Yes. <laughs> good call. He does ace his driving test at some point in this movie. <laughs> that was pretty good. No, hey, fucker, that's
2: uh, not bad.
1: And the crusty driving instructor had to give him props that he. Uh...
0: Yeah, by the way, I thought that old lady with her long curly hair. I thought that was that. Uh... <laughs> that comedy writer with the blonde hair and the glasses like Bruce Blanche or something.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, I, I am mean, gonna go with Bruce Blanche I totally know who you're talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I guess kinda of just get I mean this is how I already felt watching this movie, really, but to kinda of get more involved in it, so they get killed, the chief gets killed, the girlfriend yells at him, says, Never see me again, Spencer And then, you know, he just has to get involved. He sees the wife on TV of the framed cop. Uh, He does a little research of his own, meets the wife.
1: Uh, I guess at this point, too, we have like a flashback of the incident that put Wildberg in jail for five years. And you saw that the cop was uh, beating his wife and was obviously... Yeah, officer. It's eight o'clock in the morning. You're already drunk. This is uh, this is crazy. Who are <laughs> yeah. you to judge, Wahlberg? This is Boston. goddammit. it, <laughs> <laughs> the city's drunk you know, by eight a.m. Was- you shouldn't be beating your wife, but lay lay off the drinking, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's the whole yeah. They were sleeping on the neighborhood case. His uh. You know, he, takes, he always does the right thing to Spencer. He uh, takes matters in
1: his own hands if he has to. There's also a uh, very hack, I'm doing it for my mom uh, <laughs> sequence. Because fucking people from Boston <laughs> love their mom. It's fucking. Yeah. It's an yeah. age old fact. But I'm doing it for my ma. My ma would be disgusted if I didn't stand up for what's right here. So <laughs> <laughs> he
0: starts, uh, he goes to a cop bar and like talks to the dead cop's old uh, partner and just, you know, really just tough guys that in there and makes fun of all of them. Hey, how's your uh, mother? Still uh, <laughs> sucking pickles? Still yeah, beats cookie? up
1: another six cops in a bathroom. Uh, nothing new for Wall. Finally takes an L in this movie, though. And literally after, like, his 10th or 11th ass that he just kicked, there's a the very hack him getting thrown on under the curb scene. Yeah, but didn't he, like, do that on purpose, though? It seemed like, like, for some reason it seemed like his plan was to, like, Get thrown on the
0: curb because so then he was like, Now we
2: go look at that
1: camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did work out perfectly. Uh, uh very yeah, serendipitous he was, like, for a while, but over
0: to beat him up. I don't know, it's, it's very strange.
1: And then this scene is another scene that's just fucking like a total comedy. You know, I don't know what the hell the uh, surveillance, uh, uh the stealing of the surveillance system <laughs> scene is. Oh, <Jesus>. <laughs> Like, was that supposed to be funny? Because it was definitely, it definitely was, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I need the (laughs) clout. Yeah. But he just like well, literally goes understand. into like uh, uh 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 to use the bathroom at a convenience store, like covered in blood. And the guy pretty much gives him the key after making him buy something. But I think you know more like implied, like you know, wow, like this guy's all you know, he's fucked up. He needs to take care of himself. Instead, Wahlberg like kicks open the door to the office, and he's like, "Hey, you you can't go in there." Rips out <laughs> the hard drive, and he's like, "Hey, wait a minute, like that's a that's a DVD player, not the hard drive." Like, ah. and just is totally, he's like, "Oh, you want." The information, oh, it's in the cloud. I'll help you. Don't don't worry about breaking down the door to the office or breaking the computer or anything. <laughs> <laughs> nor, nor should you yeah. can, uh, worry about bleeding all over the place. Let me help you download this information. Uh, you got a flash drive, there
0: you go. <laughs> but uh, even with all that help the guy gives him, he's still not good enough with computers so that he has Hawk do it for him.
1: Well, I guess we haven't really given a, a rundown on Hawk, but I did mention uh, uh, the guy from Us... All right, like the bad guy from Us, the bad, like the alternate universe dad. Well, he's both of them. He's the dad and the alternate version. Okay. <laughs> yes, I suppose, but he's more like the alternate universe version in this one, you know. But uh, uh, yeah, he's big. Yeah, so huge, intimidating, and then uh, uh, the you know plot did set up that he was like a training a uh, UFC fighter kind of guy because it's twenty twenty. <laughs> And it would be a little hack, Boston, to go for boxer. So instead, he's a mixed martial artist. Yeah.
0: But even then, you find out he's got the heart of gold. He, uh, you know, is all about good energy. He's like moose the dog.
1: Okay, yes, yes.
0: He's, uh, you know, he comes off as pretty simple, I want to say.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. And they... Yeah, they and they didn't really establish. They something with that dog that never really got anywhere. Like you thought something bigger was gonna happen when they were like arguing over the uh, the dog and everything yeah. like that. That was like Give me my dog. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole lot of
0: stuff this movie that they kind of set up and none of it plays out whatsoever.
1: Yeah, in a movie that was like 30 minutes way too long, they definitely left a lot of loose ends somehow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> But he gets Hawk involved to look at the camera because he's not good at it. Uh, then like, him and Hawk go out to lunch, right? Okay, when they're looking at the camera, they see, like, a sketchy Camaro that belongs to one of the bad guys. So they just don't know who it is. Then they go to lunch together. He sees his ex-girlfriend, and they go have disgusting Boston sex in the bathroom.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, for no reason. Like, we need to put a sex scene in this every action movie uh, stereotype
1: we forgot to say
2: know
0: and it's just so stupid like so good, so know, stupid. A fucking good again
1: this really is like a uh, another scene really where you're uh, just bordering the line of comedy like is that a spoof scene like that scene can't be real <laughs> Okay, hundred percent. You know, like I refuse to believe like, And I guess a lot of the scenes with this chick are like that But I refuse to believe That that was actually a real scene in the movie Like that had to be a joke
0: Dude, it was also And then like, you know, like When she's leaving too, he's like Oh, you got a little something in your dress And she's like, oh, it's a forget-me-not
1: Like, no, you have cum on your a dress A souvenir Yeah <laughs> You get it? I'm a rugged Boston chick <laughs> it's a I'll walk around with cum later. on my Maybe dress like, so I don't now. care
0: no, like no. And then, oh, was she on a date?
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. I mean, you can hear everybody in the bath uh, as as Hawk is eating his salad in the restaurant. Everybody can hear what's going on in the bathroom as these two fully-clothed maniacs because they can't even show any tits in this movie.
2: (laughs) So they have to have, like, a fully-clothed
1: sex scene just to squeeze a sex scene in this movie. But... Really so just like – and the way that it came out to be, it really came across more of like – and if it was just like, a, a, like a, a funny scene that wasn't very funny, far more forgivable than anything else. But I really think that's what it had to be because like Devin said, the whole quoting process, going from argument to you look good. No, you look good. Like the like Boston argument turning into love making very quickly, both getting aroused by their Boston tempers. <laughs> And uh, it was just like... <laughs> no,
0: you are stupid.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was set up more like a joke that didn't work. But that's kind of how this whole movie felt, you know? So... Yeah, this whole
0: movie did feel like a joke that didn't work.
1: But I don't but, think it was. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know it? No, I don't think it was either. <laughs> I think when it says comedy, it just meant like the couple Alan Arkin part. <laughs> Why did you punch me in the eye? Um, But when they're leaving the lunch place, they see that stupid car... Uh, Mark Wahlberg goes chasing after it, fights a dog, doesn't kind of skip over everything. Yeah, almost almost
1: and, chases down a Ferrari on foot in this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. He had back, to get stopped by, know, a, by also, a stray dog, too.
0: Just an action movie stereotype, too. Movie stereotype, he jumps over the fence, and there's the dog on the chain in the backyard <laughs> that, like, stops short right before he bites. And he's like, dude,
1: Yeah. everything in this movie. <laughs> That's where that, like, cop-out, 80s buddy cop feel where they were, like, covering all of the classic Movie movie situations.
0: So everything. Everything's covered. But, you know, he doesn't get to he even during that whole dogfight scene, he still gets up and has time to see the fucking Ferrari drive away and he's like, Dog oh, rat. Almost got
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> like he gives time to dog. snap his fingers and uh
0: Yeah. But then he tells it Hawk for like going back to the gym and not caring. He's like, You're involved in this now and he's like why? Why has poor Hawk got
2: anything to do with it? <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> like,
1: he's, he's not a well, you don't care artist. that this ex-cop was set up, and he's and now we have to get justice for him. She's like, I don't know. Go fucking ask any other civilian. Can we? <laughs> <clears throat> it's yeah. bad enough I got to fucking but share a, r- a room with you. I got to fucking go on your uh, your cop adventure.
0: <laughs> but old Hawk did the right thing and remembered the uh, license plate number, and he was like, "Oh, I'm involved, baby."
1: Yeah. Turns out Hawk um, is much more of, uh, of, of of the brains than the beast that he appeared.
0: Yeah, I, something tells me Hawk is a totally different character in the books and probably TV series.
1: He's <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, go, I don't want to, want to cross racial lines, but is he a huge black guy in these other movies, uh, these other interpretations? Well, or? Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, Ernie Hudson plays him in the,
0: the, okay. the newer movies. And then um, what's-his-face, the guy from, like, Iron Eagle, I'm pretty sure, plays a... – no, not Iron Eagle. Not Lou Gossett Jr. But, yeah, it's all played okay. by uh... – All
1: right, so they are uh, uh, casting it, you know, according to the uh, the past interpretations anyway. Correct. Okay, I see.
0: But I guess after that, it really – getting information from the cops, he kind of, like, realizes there's a gang. Because after the – after the uh, license plate number, he realized that guy's involved. That all kind of falls, falls into play. But then he also somehow gets a lot of information from randomly, Mark Merritt is in this movie <laughs> playing a reporter.
1: Yeah, Mark very conveniently playing a character that would happen to know all the information. <laughs> Yeah,
2: and Because I mean, he's like the, the point, investigative
1: you know, like, r- uh, journalist that doesn't do, he's never done anything with the information, but has happened to have been building up uh, a rock-solid case in the exact same thing where uh, that that Wildbug's heading. 100%. Why haven't you gone public? Because that would have ruined the movie, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's
0: also the point, too, when I think they remembered, like, no, we're going back to basics. Like, these expensive books are all mystery. And they just kind of overcomplicate this. Goofy movie plot for no reason. <laughs> They're like, all right, there's like four factions at work here. There's the gang, the old Irish gang, then there's this new machete gang, and then the cops, and we're all building this uh big racetrack, and it's like, what the fuck are you talking about?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of it is definitely playing in to like Boston cop corruption. But he uh
0: so after talking to Mark Marin, he knows who to talk to next, he goes back to prison, talks to uh post Malone Asks him who put the hit, Oh, this is another funny part, too. He asks him who put the hit on him, which would have been enough information just to, like, figure out the rest of the clues. But then he starts asking Post Malone questions that, like, you clearly... He such an underlying, like, on the bottom of his totem pole, how are the answers to any of this? He's like, who's running this whole thing? How much money is involved in the new racetrack? And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking Scleave all the wrong yeah. questions, dude. <laughs> Squeeze just knows where the money came from. The the SFL
1: did a pretty unnecessary blackmailing on poor Squeeze to get him to cough up (laughs) the info.
0: The most, like, coin-flip blackmail situation either, too. It's like, all right, let's hope his Ku Klux Klan wife likes black guys (laughs) on the
1: low. I know. They literally go to a live chat of Hawk on a date with this uh, uh, Post Malone's, (laughs) uh, this uh, parent Aryan nation uh, leader's wife. On a date, and then Wahlberg, like, totally trolling him. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. She's awfully dressed up to be over there chatting with my man Hawk. And then literally, like, the the whole movie comes down to either you give me the info or I'm going to have Hawk bang your girlfriend. (laughs) Like, is this really what fucking happened in this movie or –
0: yeah, no, it's insane. All right, call them off. All right, Hawk, get out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, they leave the poor fucking uh, uh, Aryan girl sitting there like a uh, yeah. like a stump like, on no, prom it, it, night, you know? I'm going to bang this chick.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, everyone took a high risk with that one. Like, what? Like, they just, you know, No one can resist Hawk. <laughs> like, they should have had Hawk go talk to Post Malone. At least Mark Wahlberg would have had a better chance of picking up on her, you know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that was another scene that was, like, you know, too crazy to be believed.
0: Yeah, no, it was insane. It was absolutely bonkers, man. Um, but then, I mean, Jesus Christ, I didn't even know this movie. Yeah, I mean, I think we're I really winding
1: they, down to the... Uh...
0: Yeah, they hide at his girlfriend's house because they know, everyone knows they're involved now. They uh, steal a truck of drugs that belongs to the Dirty Cop's. You find out for sure that his buddy is bad, like we were saying. He goes to his house and gives him one more chance. Do your time like I did. Be a man about it. Stop chewing those fucking toothpicks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, uh, he says, no way, and we get revenge. Well, he did find oh, a
1: toothpick oh. on the crime scene in a very hack. A <laughs> uh, Wahlberg shows up on the crime scene and immediately figures everything out, seeing that they one <laughs> in there. <laughs> a toothpick.
0: And But also, if you're a professional cop, too, what are you flicking your toothpick on scene for? <laughs> I know,
1: seriously. Especially when that's your, your, your biggest trademark of the, uh... <laughs>
0: Clues, man. But they, uh... I guess this Alan Arkin gets kidnapped by the bad guys. Now, at this point, it's the gang and the uh, cops working together to stop Spencer.
1: Yeah. And... Because at this point, there's also a drug ring slash multi-million dollar track that's getting built uh, in the last uh, somehow winding uh, up in the last ten minutes of this movie. Got got thrown in there
0: (laughs) for real. But Spence is like, "You guys trust me? I've got the ultimate plan. It's gonna be hard to get in there, but I think I got a pretty sneaky plan for us to get in there. The plan is send his girlfriend in to just make this crazy, hilarious Boston girl scene." Like yeah. I don't know why they just wouldn't shoot her in the face the second she shows up. I like, mean, she's me a tough Henry cookie this one. Nobody
1: can, nobody wants to take guff from her. Huh?
0: Yeah, and then sure enough, you hear, you see the big black smoke coming. It's like, oh yes, right. He would take the truck driving lesson. <laughs> I'm assuming he stole Black Bertha, and his whole plan is sneaking in there, is just driving in. He doesn't even like crash through a wall or anything. He like comes pulling in like the engine.
1: (laughs) I know. Well I mean he does kind of monster rally like all of the other car like all of the bad guys' cars that were set up there. You know he
0: does, but it also seems like he did like a lap around the tracks because when he comes like ripping around the corner, it's like, dude, he's on the track. Like, I know,
1: yeah. I thought they were gonna do you that got to too. See Mark
0: Wahlberg doing donuts over there in Black Betty.
1: But then I guess in a scene which is comedy then, like he does crash through the whole thing, send a lot of people, you know, uh, a lot of people jump in, fucking crush all these cars, and then Well what's the what's what's the second part of the plan? Well, oh, I don't know, this is all I thought of, Hawk, just the entrance. And then like so that was supposed to <laughs> to be a little bit of a gag there but then they never explain what happens to alan arkin or the stupid boston girl like all of like he starts immediately like into a big shootout and like the fucking hawk <laughs> yeah. goes into hand-in-hand combat with like the four dudes wielding machetes and like every other character is accounted for except stupid uh, uh alan arkin and uh a boston girl are left standing there on the track getting their fucking car smashed and have never, like, they were never explained their exit strategy in this fucking scene. Yeah, I hope no one shoots them in the
0: face. No, they'll be fine. <laughs> they just want Spencer and Hawk. Yeah, you're right. Hawk throws a punch. And I guess earlier, Spencer taught him how to throw punches. You so know, like, that's a punch right there. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but then they do the classic, like, at the end, he catches his ex-partner. He has him a gun point. You're under arrest. But so fuck that. We're going to have a classic... End of lethal weapon two. Gary Busey
1: versus Gibson. Fucking fist fight. I was going. I was going. Craig and Debo after uh, uh a Craig's dad speech at the end of Friday. Put the guns down. And <laughs> you live. You live to fight another
2: day. <laughs>
1: that was wild, big. Stop, let's stop, stop the violence and settle this. Like, man,
0: we're gonna punch each other a bunch. Uh, if you win, though, Hawk is standing right behind you. He's just gonna knock you out.
2: Anyway,
0: <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and then, you know, all the bad guys go to jail. Um, uh, You see Mark Maron finally gets his story out there. Justice is done right for everybody wrong. Ends of the classic four-per-man Motley crew sitting around the diner. They're all eating lobster because uh, Boston Girl wants lobster. But of course, you're going to bring your dickhead friends with you.
1: Yeah. They had to do a hack Boston eating lobster lobster scene. They've done every other Boston activity in this fucking movie. Yeah. Which
0: they. Did he bring his own hot
1: dogs? Do they serve hot dogs at this place? I mean, there's a kid's menu at uh, any lobster shack. Yeah, I and mean, even so. if they did have a kid's menu, what do you do?
0: I'll take 40 of the hot
1: dog kid's menu, please. Kids <laughs> I really thought about that myself, too. How much was Arkin's meal at that fucking place? It was it had to be more than the lobsters because this guy had fucking yeah. like nine hot dogs. He's got to pay per. <laughs> <laughs> I had literally the exact <laughs> same reaction.
0: And then uh, it uh also has the hilarious ending where it's like local firefighter chief accused of burning down a building and fucking friends is like, Hey, don't I know that guy? And okay. the three of them being like, No And All then right, well, ends, I... like the Kirby enthusiasm song.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. One hundred percent. But I guess we'll see, we'll we'll get into that potentially in a minute or two.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: But yeah, but that,
0: that was uh that was Spencer confidential.
1: confidential.
0: It just seems that like everything. The only thing they didn't get in this one was a. I was shocked all hell that there wasn't a car chase scene in it.
1: Yeah, I guess. You know I mean, it mean? was close. There was a couple. There was the uh, like you like we said the Black Betty uh, truck car crushing scene. But you're right. There was not really a hilarious scene down the. uh, the T or whatever that fucking highway in Boston is.
0: Yeah, 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 exactly. I just was shocked that that was the only action movie thing they left out of it. Man. There was, like, the end bad guy, good guy fist fight. There was the ridiculous sex scene. There was the the shootouts, the uh, fight scenes.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, well. No, this movie had all of your action buddy cop faves.
0: Trucks and fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally, uh... Uh, All sorts of brawls with everybody from the Aryan Brotherhood in jail to corrupt co-ops on the outside and everybody in between. I mean, I guess we could have seen a little bit more of like a historical kind of, you know what I mean? Something like Paul Ravias house getting blown up or something like that would have been a good hack Boston (laughs) thing to go after. But Oh, my God.
0: They're taking uh, Sam Adams employees hostage.
1: But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, though, I still, uh, uh, even even by the end, was a little confused, ultimately speaking, as to what exactly they were going for in Spencer Confidential. I guess uh, that would be my main question to you after watching the whole thing. But was that supposed to be funny or... What did you? I, mean, I don't know. Like, what did you actually think from that standpoint? Like, what do you think they were going for before? we'll, we'll give it our big yeah, review.
0: I in a don't know. I don't but... know if I was laughing at it, in, like in an ironic way of like, man, this is... I don't think so though. I mean, like, Peter Berg is making like action crime comedy. I mean, action crime movies. Not yeah, really like comedy. this is the guy like, that don't... like
1: him and Wahlberg worked together on like the Boston Marathon movie, not Ted. You know what I mean? Like this had much more yeah, exactly. of like a a, a, a Ted vibe.
0: Thing of Lone Survivor, man, like, there were some pretty serious parts in that movie, you know what I mean? he directed that, Mark Waller's in this. I just don't know how he was, like, Peter Burr was like, all right, Mark, you keep asking me for it. You want to do that silly Boston movie? (laughs) From that show your dad used to watch in the 80s? Like, Spencer? I can do Spencer
1: now, finally? Yeah, because especially, I feel that, like, especially kind of just given the, uh, you know... Because they, cause they didn't really, and I guess we'll probably get into it a little bit more when we give our review or not, but they just didn't really, you know, fully come home with that funny buddy cop feel, you know what I mean? So even by the end of no, watching and there was like enough times throughout the movie that like enough of the characters even like Hawk, for example, was a really good uh, – uh, at. You know, being like the second guy in a buddy cop movie, you know what I mean? Like the muscle, he had some mm-hmm. funny moments, was believable as like the intimidating, you know, guy in that movie. Like he was like in a, like, a, like a real movie, like did a solid job in a real movie. The girlfriend was like – did a good job in like a comedy though, you know what I mean? If you put him in the same yeah, movie – was Ted. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, she was, like, a funny character. She was totally crazy, totally out there. But then when you put her in the realm of the rest of the movie, it's not adding up. Same thing for the uh, for Hawk, you know. So just still, you don't know where to stand, I suppose.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And it just felt uh, very forced. Like, it wasn't like a natural buddy cop parent. It was just like, oh, you remember the license plate number?
2: You're in this
0: partner. <laughs> yeah. Well, you like, happen no, we, to be my we, roommate, roommate for no reason. All right. I guess we're <laughs> yeah. I guess we're in this
1: to the end here for now, uh, for hopefully a franchise because we're setting Plus up a Also, didn't it, didn't it seem like there was like 20 rooms in that house?
2: <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Seriously.
0: Why don't you say no?
2: Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. I got you and Hawk together. <laughs> like, no,
0: I'm going to take the room across the
1: hallway. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Like, who's living in there? I wonder... Uh, we'll
0: find out. <laughs> yeah, we're the other casting characters but... in the uh, old Alan Arkin house. <laughs> but I guess that's our official plot rundown of this movie. And then that could only mean one thing is I think it's time that me and Liam ask each other a couple of questions about this film.
2: Yo. Let me ask you kitschy questions. Kitschy. Oh, Questions. Uh, kitschy, kitschy, kitschy questions.
1: Ooh, ooh.
0: Ooh. all right so that was a kitschy question song that's the uh andre
1: davi version
0: uh <laughs> not to be uh, mixed up sometimes the liam whalen uh Versions of some I mean, of I these can't kids. resist
1: those lyrics. Uh, <laughs> they're so singable. But this is the part.
0: Kitty, yeah. mm-hmm. uh,
1: But yes, check out Andre part, Davi on SoundCloud and uh, Facebook and all that stuff as well.
0: All that stuff as well. But this is the part of the show where we ask each other a couple little kitty questions uh, about the movie. Uh, I would usually ask Liam if this would want a big screen release if he would see the theaters. But with everything that's going on right now, <laughs> including me calling in, nothing's getting played in the theaters right now. And I don't want to ask Liam if he would go uh, see it in the drive-thru. I'm wi- he's New York City based. There's, there's no subway going to the drive-thru. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Were, you wouldn't want to be on it. What train do I so take I there? To, so I'll change it up a little bit, seeing what's going on. We're all sitting at home watching Thinking series and movies, would this have been a better Netflix series than it would have been in a movie?
1: Yes, I guess that's an interesting question, especially because this, like you said, had started off a TV show initially. Like it was this a TV is the theory. remake of a TV show. So, should this have been remade as a TV series as opposed to a movie? I mean, I don't know. I felt like they're just ultimately. I guess probably wasn't enough storyline to like take you through a whole TV show series unless it was kind of one of those like uh, episode to episode, kind of like a Miami Vice or whatever, where every every episode, the hijinks of Wahlberg and Hawk uh, solve some new <laughs> different case, you know, like a Mandalorian, okay, I, something like that. I could see, however, I, could,
0: uh, I believe that's how the original series was is that uh, like every episode... Was yeah, like Matlock. It. Every week so there's a new adventure for them for to... to uh... Yeah. I would say on uh, the other version of that show that it could make like a good 10-episode series with the same plot because everything that was kind of forced down your throat in this one, it would have given you more time to actually flesh out the cognitive story <laughs>
1: so over the course of
0: 10 hours versus one... I don't movie, think was, we like, need more Spencer of Confidential,
1: I think.
2: Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... I mean, I would say if you're going to change the whole dynamic of the show, might be a good idea. And uh, maybe better set as a cheesy episode-to-episode uh, a TV show as opposed to uh, mm-hmm. a cheesy single-based movie.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha, 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 gotcha. For sure.
1: And then... Uh, I guess kind of in a similar similar fashion, almost. But I usually ask Devin, who's of course our uh, uh, franchise universe kind of guy, loves a big, uh, loves a, loves a sequel, a spinoff, a whole uh, conglomerated universe to sink his teeth into. And they did. We had kind of uh, we we ended a rundown on the very very uh, uh, haunting, ominous a uh, uh, chance of more Spencer Confidential to come at you. With the chance of a sequel, so I guess I would ask you uh, if we were making a sequel, what in uh, what would it be? Would it be Fireman or something else?
0: I mean, of course we'd go in the uh, you know the best fire department in the world, the Boston Fire Department, the uh, the BCS area. Uh, I think that if this movie would have been more popular or even better, then yeah, this movie warrants a whole bunch of sequels. It wouldn't be hard to do. Obviously, there's a whole book series about these where either they. But I guess it would be hard to do with this movie also just because it's not like a murder mystery. They try to make it more action-packed, like an action-packed movie or a comedy. It was just so goofy, but I mean, yeah, I think if this would have been more popular, uh, he, he, they could have obviously done like, oh, I know that guy from the classic like, Department. He would never do something. And yeah. do that whole movie. And then run through the whole... The next one could be like the garbage department. Like, right? Dirty Joe from the 405 uh, sanitation department? He <laughs> would never be pumping trash on people's gas.
1: <laughs> and that would
0: be the third one. Yeah. Uh, eventually become so Just popular. Just right through the public works
1: department. They get to do all your... Uh... Uh, But I was actually thinking about this kitschy question, though, uh, as it was very obviously left at the end of the movie that kind of set up the sequel. But even that, though, in my book kind of felt very much like them paying homage to yet another, like, 80s movie kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like all of those movies ended on the, uh, you know, Mel Gibson eyebrow raise because, you know, they were going to get more so i just felt like even that was like a very you know like not uh remember how all these movies had had, uh, a million (laughs) bad sequels
0: i would say uh the only other sequel i would make though is uh have his girlfriend get her own series very uh side character Bender call saw-esque and it's just her 10 episode exploits of her like grooming dogs and uh
2: (laughs) finding
1: good homes for (laughs) them Dude, how about ultimate, uh, how about ultimate uh, uh, mashup? But she meets a couple of dopey dog groomers from Rhode Island <laughs> and has an encounter with the Dumb and Dumber guys on an episode. <laughs> the Shaggin' Wagon yeah. shows up, and she's fucking... But, yeah, You're no, perfect, great call, long. dude. The Boston girl, uh, dog grooming, the angry dog groomer. That'd be, that'd be quite the <laughs> spinoff. Yeah, can you a
0: fucking dog, I <laughs>
1: Now, that I'd watch. <laughs> the <laughs> yeah. the fire department uh, scandal, uh, uh, I think I might have to pass, but.
0: But City Davis cutting dogs, uh, I mean, I'm in. <laughs> so, I guess that would be our kitschy questions, then. We gave you the uh, plot rundown. Uh, we asked each other our kitschy questions, which only leaves us with one more thing. Giving us our official geeked-up review of this movie. And uh, I guess I'll start on this one because Williams is a uh, there's
2: a whole system. Here, I'll, we I'll well start known. queuing up
1: my I'll start queuing up my clips. You, uh, you go you go ahead. But I'm gonna give this one a uh, Netflix and Pickle
2: sniff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, Uh I didn't like it, dude. I didn't like this movie. It wasn't like obviously funny enough. to was funny. It wasn't like here they had all the action like, uh, stereotypes in it, but none of them were good. Like, the fight scenes were all pretty lame. They were, like, the shootouts were dumb. The characters were dumb. Everything felt, like, really forced. I can't tell if it was trying to, like, pay homage to, like, all these old movies or if it was just so shitty that that's exactly, like, what was just happening in it. Yeah. Uh, it's just, like, I think Mark Wahlberg was kind of playing, like, a caricature of himself, it seemed like. The whole thing was just, it's kind just, Short of being one thing, like it was just not, like said, not funny enough to be funny, not acting enough to be an acting movie. Yeah. like not smart enough to be a mystery.
1: It was just <laughs> so short. It uh, so marins beard to. short. He was pretty. Uh, he was pretty mysterious there. Yeah, it just wasn't good. <laughs> no, no, like
2: it <laughs> yeah. just felt forced. I, would I wouldn't recommend fair. it. I wouldn't
0: tell someone to watch it
2: even because it so like it wasn't even like so bad it was good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well,
1: it was not even cheesy. Myself,
0: funny you
1: got to watch or this fucking movie like it's just dumb. Yeah, yeah, no. I guess that uh, that'll get you kind of into my review, I suppose, where uh, of course, if I like it, I give it a stone cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah. If I don't like it, I give it a David Allen Greer, Damon Mains, uh uh men on films hated it. Hated it. If I really, really hated it, I give it a Nick Cage from Mandy. (laughs) And if I uh, absolutely loved it, I give it a Rudy's Dad, and I'm not even playing the sound clip because this movie's <laughs> clearly not getting a Rudy's Dad, so I won't, I'm won't. i going to save everybody two seconds on the hilarious Rudy's Dad clip. But for, I think I know uh, which
0: one's going on. I think I know what you're going to give it here, but I'm yeah, excited to hear it. For the it. second
1: week in a row, I'm going Nick Cage Horror Scream. And... <laughs> Uh, last week I went marriage, although I'm in a kind of you know in in very different fashion as the Marriage Story, uh, for example. As I don't really throw these out very often, uh, uh, but uh, the Marriage Story I gave uh, just kind of in a personal taste and just in the frame of mind that it'll put you in, and uh, uh, on, on all of that I said the Marriage Story was a very good you know movie and all of that. Uh, however, just you know on my like recommendation or likability that. that. That one was a a Nick Cage uh, horror scream. Uh, This one, however, is a Nick Cage horror (laughs) scream for all of the right reasons. And in (laughs) all honesty, out of all of the shit movies we've watched so far, Netflix and Chats, I would say this one, by far the worst. If you compare it to The Outlaw Kings or I O I O or The Highwaymen or any of these other uh, bad Netflix movies, this one, uh, uh, definitely the worst. And I just have to be honest, like uh, I mentioned kind of earlier in the, in the review, but I just found it to be in film purgatory where it was just uh, not quite uh, uh, in any particular genre. And it kind of just sat there waiting uh, waiting for it to ultimately end, you know. And uh, if it wasn't for the podcast, I definitely would have turned it off, which is one of my huge barometers for the Nick Cage horror screen.
0: But, I would have also.
1: Yeah, but I think me and Devin have kind of covered it. And Enough, just like he said in his review, uh, it was not funny enough to be uh, to be funny. It was definitely, you know, it was just not good enough to even be taken seriously. So you just didn't know what to do with it. You know what I mean? Exactly, uh, man. You know, and uh, like you said, it just was uh, uh, fell short of even being like a cheesy, like oh so bad. It's good. Wahlberg's doing a hilarious, which is kind of what I was expecting. And almost like that was the closest it came to fitting (laughs) into something was being like a uh, an uh, like an intentionally bad, like an homage to uh, an action buddy cop movie, you know? But you could tell it was so obviously not that. And I feel that probably in our yeah. review, you might listen to our review and think like, oh, man, it was just like a goofy Wahlberg doing a Boston accent, you know? Uh, uh, what you Him kick, kicking a bunch of asses and not taking itself very seriously. But then when you watch the movie, over the hour and 50 minutes, you get a different vibe, you know? A hundred percent, dude,
0: yes. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I think this one deserves a Nick Cage scream. If there was a worse one, I'd even give it that. No! But I guess that is then Our official reviews of it. We gave you the plot rundown.
2: We uh,
0: gave you the IMD facts. We gave you the Rotten Tomatoes score. We talked some Boston movies. We I gave guess you the best Boston
1: accents kid.
0: Yeah, we've done. A, yeah, we've done some good ones there, bud. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't be that with him. But this is now the part of the show where we would normally ask Brad, "What's in the box? What's in the box?" But like we've been telling you guys, we want to uh, we're doing golden tickets because you know it's quarantine time. We want to watch what you guys want to watch too. So we've been taking suggestions in the Friday night Zoomer parties, and we've been taking emails. And we got an email this time from a uh, listener Jeff calling, writing in, and I just pretty much asking us, "How have you guys not watched the Dolomite movie yet?"
1: Yes, great and call by our good friend yeah, Jeff. Really. <laughs>
2: So this is
0: what we're talking about here. Give us some of the Netflix original killer suggestions. And like that, so, without Brad's help this time, we're pulling the golden ticket from Jeff, not Brad. Jeff's telling us what's in the box. So next week, next episode, we're going to be uh, giving the full review of Ptolemy. Yeah. And Eddie Murphy. And so I guess that'd be a biopic comedy, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, well, is it not uh, uh, like a... You know, remake of a Dolomite movie?
0: No, I don't think it's a Dolomite movie. I think it's Eddie Murphy playing the guy that played Dolomite.
1: Okay, interesting. So it's like. I think a... it's like a
0: biopic about the guy, yeah.
1: Okay, interesting, interesting so i know that it's a pretty star-studded cast i remember i think when it came out one of the reasons why we maybe didn't golden ticket it uh was because i think it was maybe like around the time of the irishman or uh uh you know we obviously were you know uh usually doing our brad Pitt box when this came out but this is definitely pretty new for us anyway where it's been within a year since dolomite was released anyway right Mm yeah i think
0: you're 100 right i think this came out right around the time that uh Irish,
1: did. okay yeah and uh, uh of course the big get is uh eddie murphy starring and a pretty uh star-studded cast from like the comedy world especially mm-hmm. i guess the big
0: story too is like when's the last time
1: you've seen an eddie murphy movie uh well i mean i never miss a uh i never miss a shrek so i count that <laughs> <laughs> huge donkey guy but yeah, no, I mean, Eddie Murphy's definitely kind of, you know, uh, went by the way of, like, huge kid franchise, I guess, with some of his recent choices. But definitely a long time since coming to America. A long time since he came to America, anyway.
0: For sure. So that's our golden ticket selection. Thank you, Jeff. And to all you guys, email us in your suggestions at the Geek Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us who will know what ticket movie we should pull for you. And then, of course, you can always tell us in our Friday night Zoom room parties, uh, 8 o'clock. We're doing every Friday night. Come in talk to us. We'll probably be asking you about some of your hilarious, do a, probably a hilarious Boston uh, accent. Or maybe tell us some of your favorite Stoner movies, because it was just 420. We covered in Life in Coronaville,
2: episode 3.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, uh, best Stoner movies. Definitely, we're going to be getting everybody's best Boston accent. <laughs> you can definitely count on that, so...
0: And then I guess with that, we'll see you on Friday night. We'll see you next week. It's a new episode of uh, Netflix and Chat. I'm Devin Barnes. That's Lee Whalen. And, of course, this movie doing all the hacky thoughts and stereotypes. Here's a little shitty sweet Caroline for you.
1: Dun-dun-dun.
2: <laughs> began I can't begin to know it but then I know it's growing strong
1: Wasn't the spring And
2: spring became the summer Would have believed you'd come along Touching hands, reaching out, touching me, touching you,
1: sweet Caroline, dun, dun, dun.
2: good times never seem so.
1: dun dun dun
2: To believe they never won, but now I look at the night. Who hey. Ooh, me? It's time to get geeked up. Woo!
1: Up, y'all, this is Mr. Woo Baby himself, Andre Davi. You're listening
0: to the Geeked Up Podcast on SoundCloud. Yeah, and I'm still taking those episode 10
2: emails, y'all. Woo! Music and gaming, you know what I'm saying. Comic books and tech, stuff you ain't.